Welcome to HealthCom Central, where we unpack theories and frameworks that can help you create more effective communication to improve both health outcomes and health equity. I'm your host, Karen Hilliard, behavioral scientist and longtime communication practitioner. If you're looking for fresh approaches that get real results, you are in the right place. So let's get started. Hello, HealthCom nerds and HealthCom novices. Welcome to another episode of HealthCom Central. Today is the first episode in a short series that I'm going to be doing about the use of media in our outreach and our campaigns. Now, if you know me or you've read my bio, you'll know that before I worked in public health, I got my start in communication as a journalist, as a news producer for a major network. And then later I moved to what people in the media call the other side, and started doing media relations as part of my work as a public relations and marketing executive with a little bit of advertising thrown in for good measure. So this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart because I maintain close ties with a lot of folks who are still doing all of those things, journalism, public relations, and advertising. So the best practices I'm going to be passing on to you here are based on what works in the real world. Now, I know that some of you are probably saying, oh, I'm not allowed to talk to the media. And this is not going to be a series that's all about talking to the media, although there will be a fair amount of that included. However, let me say that even if you are not able to directly contact media outlets yourself, understanding what is possible, understanding a little bit about how that process works can help you craft other parts of your strategy. And it might even be something that you can kind of work on up the food chain in your organization to improve the kinds of media outreach that is happening on behalf of your organization or your team. Even if you are an experienced health communicator, my observation from working in public health and from training people who practice public health is that very few people are using all the types of media that they could be or should be. Or if they are, they may not have a very good rationale other than the financial cost for the media choices that they do make. Part of the reason for this is that many people working in public health have taken a path through an MPH program. You are experts in public health first. And Chances are in most MPH programs, you didn't have a whole lot of health communication training at all and very little training in mass communication. In fact, most health communication courses in schools and colleges of public health are far more focused on health promotion and marketing and not the bread and butter of how you engage with the media, for example. For other people working in public health, you may be working in a government agency where there are some kind of limits on the kinds of media that you're allowed to use, or at least there's not a culture where you work of using all the different types. So this series is going to start with a look at a framework that includes the multiple choices that you have. And then in other parts of the series, we'll do a deeper dive into the how-to of some of those choices. The framework we're going to talk about today is called the PESO model, P-E-S-O, just like the currency. But in this case, PESO is an acronym for paid, earned, shared, and owned. 
P-E-S-O. Peso was developed by a PR professional named Jenny Dietrich, and it was published in her book called Spin Sucks about 10 years ago. And I'm linking in the episode notes to several resources that she has created for the framework. It is not specific to public health at all, but it can be applied to public health. So let's talk about what we mean by the four types of media, paid, earned, shared, and owned. And again, I know some of you will already be familiar with this, but it may be new to some of the folks that are here. And I want to be sure that we're all starting on the same page. So paid media, what is it? Pretty obvious, it is the media that you pay for. So it could be billboards or radio commercials or advertising on social media, search engines, anything that you're paying for. Earned media is the media that you get when media outlets or other influencers like bloggers and tell your story. So it could be, for example, news articles. It could be being invited to be on a panel on a TV show. It could be a blogger writing a piece about you. Whatever it is, it is something that you earn from them because of their interest in telling the story. S stands for shared media. That's media that is shared by others. So it could be user-generated content or social media shares. So typically this is something that either you create and then someone else shares, or it's something that is collaboratively created. And then finally, the O stands for owned media. This is all of the media that you own and control, such as your website or your blog or any kind of materials that you develop. You might feel that you intuitively know all about these four types of media. Do you really know how to make the case for each kind? Depending on your needs and goals and who your target audience is, the mix of the four is going to be different. But in almost every case, you need all four. And again, as I have observed across so many clients and so many participants in training courses that I teach, Many communicators are not using all four of these, or if they are, they're not really using all four as fully as they could be. And quite often with no real deliberation behind it other than either spending or saving money. So how might peso look in a typical campaign? Let's say that you're trying to promote a new blood pressure screening program, and your objectives are to increase awareness and generate interest. So the peso mix might include some targeted advertising that's going to reach potential participants on social media, on search engines, other online platforms. Maybe it also includes advertising on local billboards or on local radio. It might also include earned media where you're pitching the screening program to journalists and influencers, and you're going to get positive reviews and coverage from them. An article in the local paper spot on the local NPR affiliate, whatever. Shared media, you might encourage program participants, people who have actually participated in getting their blood pressure screened, to share their experiences of the screening on social media. And then in terms of owned media, maybe you create a blog post and a web page, and you talk about screening on your social media channels. So far, that might not sound like rocket science. But when you add in audience analysis and you consider the advantages and disadvantages of each type of media, 
you can begin to build a rationale for exactly the mix that you need. So for example, if it's a new idea that you're going to need to introduce to new populations, you're going to need to go as broad as possible using paid and earned media. If trust is an issue with a particular audience or a particular issue, you are going to need to use earned media and shared media to help build that trust. If control of the message is really important, then paid and owned media are going to be the most important for you. In this process of thinking through the different media types, it can be very useful not just to segment your audience, but to create some audience personas where you actually create a composite individual, a series of composite individuals who you can imagine going through their day-to-day life and encountering these various media types, how they would interact with them. You want to think very carefully about the step-by-step process a person will go through in terms of decision-making and taking action after they hear or see your message. Now, in some of the work of the PESO framework that Jenny Dietrich has done, she's using language from the world of corporate marketing. So you have to do a little bit of translation in thinking through the objectives that she's talking about and what is analogous to health behavior. So when corporate marketers are talking about driving sales, it's analogous to getting someone to engage in a behavior or take an action. If you remember back to my series on social marketing, which is a foundational framework for the work that I do, that's also how we think of behavior in social marketing. It is the product and you're selling people on the behavior instead of selling a product. That's how it differs from corporate marketing. And again, back to the creator of the Peso framework, when she talks about generating leads, that is sales lingo, but we do the same thing when we enroll participants or subscribers or in some other way, collect contact information from people with the intention of following up with more information or the opportunity for them to participate in an intervention. Borrowing some of these concepts from the PESO framework and adding in even older recommendations from the world of communication and marketing, I've created a one-pager that lists some of the advantages and disadvantages or strengths and weaknesses, perhaps is a better way of thinking about it, of each of these media types and the types of audiences and issues and audience objectives that some of them will be most useful for. You'll find a link to that download in the episode notes. So take a look for that. A lot of you may be thinking, okay, well, isn't this just common sense? But these specific objectives and strengths and weaknesses of the different media types are often not what I see campaign decision-making based on. Instead, it's often cost. Whether or not an organization has the money for paid advertising, and if they don't, then it's social media and your website because they are free or cheap. And let's face it, that's a problem if we're talking about attracting new audiences or reaching new audiences with a message because new audiences are not necessarily coming to your website or your social media unless something drives them there. Shared media will help drive people there if you're lucky, but the problem is that many of the people who are in a position to receive and share your media are pretty similar or like-minded, and there's a good chance that their audiences are not all that different than them. So again, if we're going to reach hard-to-reach audiences, 
We need to broaden the kinds of outreach that we're doing and be sure that we are fully making use of all four types of media. That's the only way that we can make the leap to more heterogeneous audiences, audiences that are not necessarily in lockstep with public health or not necessarily plugged into the same platforms and channels that you and your partners are. But instead of considering it from that perspective, a lot of organizations look at their budget and say, oh, we don't have money for paid advertising, so this is the best we can do. But it's not the best you can do. Too many local and state public health departments in particular are ignoring the opportunity to get earned media, or they only barely scratch the surface of what is available to them in terms of earned media. And you know what? Earned media actually can be better than paid media, not only because you don't have to buy it. Earned media can convey greater credibility than paid media. So if you're trying to build trust, and let's face it, is there anyone in public health who is not trying to build trust right now? Earned media should not be an afterthought. It should be one of your primary objectives. That is one of the reasons that the next several episodes that I do We're going to put the spotlight on earned media so that we can talk about all the opportunities that are out there and how to get that reach, how to get that breadth that you need without having to pay for it. We'll be looking in those future episodes at one common way to pitch a story to media outlets, the press release, how to get booked on television and radio. And we will also look at several other proven techniques for getting some very serious attention and building some very strong relationships with the powers that be at major news outlets. Some of you who work for government agencies or larger, more bureaucratic organizations may be like, how is this going to help me? I'm not even allowed to talk to the media. Only a few people in my agency have that permission. But hear me out. Earned media coverage is like gold for any public health organization. Understanding how the process works will help you work within your organization to ensure that your issue or your audience does get earned media coverage, that the people who are authorized to reach out to the media are doing it on your behalf and taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there. The mix of paid, earned, shared, and owned media is always going to differ depending on your goals, your target audience, and your budget. But if you don't have a true media mix, or if you're not actually sure why you have the mix that you do beyond cost, you will definitely want to tune in for the next several upcoming episodes. In the meantime, as you get ready for those episodes, be sure to grab today's download. You'll find a link in the episode notes, but I'll also give it to you now. It is healthcomcentral.com forward slash peso, P-E-S-O. And in that download, there will be not only some of the links that are in the episode notes to the framework for peso, but my own chart that I've developed about the advantages and disadvantages and some of the use cases for paid, earned, shared, and owned media. So if you want to begin to have conversations within your organization to think more deliberately about your choices in terms of outreach, you definitely need that download. Thank you so much for being here today. This is it for this episode. 
but I will be back with much more on media relations and media types over the next few episodes and look forward to you tuning in. Be sure to reach out to me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or the platform formerly known as Twitter if you have comments or questions about the show. And also be sure to share it with your friends. Thanks for pressing play on this episode. Until next time, stay well, stay safe, and stay science-based. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment now to leave a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe to HealthCom Central on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have friends and colleagues who should be part of our community, please share the link.